<laughs> Holy crap. Man, that's a big introduction. It's rousing. I should listen to this every morning. It's hard. To, it, you just get you out of bed. Like, that's your alarm. I know. I like it. Time to kick ass, everyone. <laughs> that there is Sean Bernard, major domo of the Brian Oak Show. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I am Colin Cruz filling in for Brian Oak here at the Brian Oak Show because Brian, he's out right now. He is not out with the uh, the Rona, not out with coronavirus. No. He's just out because it's, and this is very sad, It's there's been a terrible accident. Oh, no. There's been a terrible accident. Terrible, terrible, terrible oh, accident. Oh, no, terrible, terrible. And, uh, and I, thoughts and prayers are encouraged for Brian during this trying time. He uh, he got out of his car. Yeah, and he he slipped on a fast food wrapper. Oh, and uh, he he cracked his his uh, what what is that called? metatorsal? It's yeah, he cracked his metatorsal. Oh, it I was his that. left metatorsal. Oh, that's the worst one. And uh, I don't I don't know if he's ever going to be able to. Well, you can't put a cast on it. No, you just got to let it heal. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to keep it elevated. Yeah, time and pressure. Mm-hmm. Time and pressure, right. like a diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian is our diamond. He is. We'll be missing him today. Oh yeah. So thoughts and prayers for Brian. Until then, I'm here, and uh, we're going to have a guest today. It's very exciting. It's a <laughs> get this. Why do you ask? Did you ask <laughs> why do we have the Mission Impossible theme song? Because we're going to have a former CIA agent on today. Why? I don't know. Because I just kind of wanted to talk about um, secret stuff. I love, I love this whole thing. Do you? Oh, I'm such a nerd. Did you ever think that you could be a spy? Did you ever spy on anybody in your life? Like any Uh, kind of minor stalking or any kind of like... I didn't stalk anybody. Right. In fact, I told a friend once, um, you're at the point where I think it's time to maybe take a break. Like, I think you might be stalking this person. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody I knew. Okay. Yeah. But you never did, like, you never looked for Christmas gifts in the house or... Oh, I did that. Totally. Yeah, like, oh, yeah that's yeah. kind of like spy work for oh, a kid. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I, I just am intrigued by that whole life. Yeah. You know, the idea of, you know, because they're acting a lot of times. They're playing a role. Their whole life is in I act. know. Yeah. It's exciting. It's like being a waitress. It's exactly Your like... Your fries being- are on their way. <laughs> They're not really. They're, they're not way. even dropped yet. Nope. They haven't even dropped the fries. I in ate the fryer. your fries. That's the real story. Man, they were good. And now we're out of fries. <laughs> exactly. This is terrible. So we're gonna have uh, Jeff Giggler on, a former uh, CIA uh, operative, and also a former. Um, he he worked with uh, Protect Minnesota for uh, for newer gun more reasonable gun laws to, oh, to yeah. end gun violence. Yeah. That was his post CIA career. So we're going to talk about that because we saw a lot of people during the, uh, the most recent unrest with, uh, George Floyd yes. and, and, and that whole thing, uh, walking around with, uh, AR 15s, just walking oh, around, walking around the world. Yeah. Like what do you, that's what, normal. Yeah. Totally normal. No prob. So yes. we're going to get Jeff's, Jeff's thoughts on that. So, so very odd, the world that we live in right now. Yeah, it's a big fat dumpster fucking fire, isn't it? Watch out (gasps) for fast food wrappers. Oh, that's right. And I don't mean like wrappers like... "Mm, mm, No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean like the actual wrapper. Right, I think it was a fish fillet. It was? And it still had a little bit of the... Because you have fish fillet with cheese. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's a grease disaster. And it was just zoop. They'll ruin your shorts. Like if you set it down in your shorts while you're driving, mm-hmm. oh, ruin it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. This is the uh, Smart Start MN studio. It's gorgeous. Isn't it exciting? Here we are. And so Smart Start MN, what are they? How does that work? If you've been listening to this show, you probably already know. It's an ignition interlock system, uh-huh. which is kind of like a CIA type of thing because you blow into this gadget and your car can magically start and operate. As long as you don't have alcohol in your system. So if you did have the misfortune of a DUI or mm-hmm. you knew somebody that did, you can get this little ignition interlock system and in. they can do it very quickly. So you can go back to work and taking your kids to Taekwondo or jujitsu lessons or metatorsal fixing right. uh, lessons and, right. and you can drive and you can make money. 
That's an important thing. You can take the kids to Cub Scouts. Yeah. If they're so inclined. Right. So just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show, and they'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Those guys are fantastic. People hate when I say those guys, but that's just a Minnesota thing to do. But Ed Cohen from Smart Start is the reason why I'm going to see the suburbs. He is? Yeah, he is. I've met Ed Cohen. He's a huge music fan. Oh, he's a huge music fan. He's a great guy. So is Mike Friedberg over there. But I'm going to see the suburbs because of him because he got me the tickets. You're listening to the Brian Oak Show. I'm Colin Cruz filling in for Brian Oak and also with Sean Bernard. Hello, you're getting better at it. Am I? Yeah. It's not Bernard. It's <laughs> Bernard. what was I saying it? Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. Welcome back. So we've got uh, we've got a, a very exciting show right now. Because have you ever thought about being a spy? Have you ever thought? You know, you watch, you see spies all the time. You know what? What are like the five major things that you see in any movie or TV show? You see a spy. Oh yeah. You see organized crime. Uh, a hooker. Uh, a, uh, a a doctor a doctor <laughs> and for some reason uh, oh no maybe six a lawyer and like oh, yeah. the other one a single dad oh yeah 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 there's always got to be a single dad <laughs> somewhere like a super hot single dad Uh-oh. a super hot single dad that through no fault of his own is single and uh and and he's super hot and then you can sort of fantasize about this guy that actually wants to take care of his kids <laughs> That's I so know. Every single one. It's kind of That's a fantasy. Every single show you see. But we're actually going to be talking about a spy. We're going to be talking to an actual spy, uh, Jeff Giggler. Hello. Hello. This is Jeff. Hi, Jeffrey Giggler, and you are um, you are a former CIA operative, operations officer. Is that right? That's correct. You had to waterboard me to get that out of me, but yes, I'm a former <laughs> CIA operations officer <laughs> thank you and you really worked overseas didn't you yes i did i'm, not, I'm going to leave the countries off because mm-hmm. not everybody that i met with is dead yet mm-hmm. so we're just going to talk about in i was basically in asia and in europe very good well i we don't have to get totally into that but what i would like to hear you know because when i when i was a kid i i'm kind of not kidding about like when you're on when you watch tv you see all these people you see spies and and uh, people who hang glide things that are very exciting (laughs) i want to be a ballerina i want to be a fire truck uh whatever Uh, and i want to you know you think i could be a spy but you actually fucking did it how did that happen how did you get to be a spy how did I get to be a spy? Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't it wasn't a childhood dream. Although there are pictures of me at, at previous Christmas times, all dressed up in a suit and tie and carrying my man from Uncle toy guns. So maybe it was just a thought back there. But I didn't really take action on it until I was talking to somebody. I I had worked overseas, both with uh, the Navy in Japan and with a consulting company in the UK. I said gosh, I really enjoyed working overseas and all those different cultures. And I said, oh, well, I know somebody you could talk to. And that somebody turned out to be um, a CIA office director. Uh, the office used to be right here in, in Minneapolis. Um, uh, they've since shut that down, at least as far as I know. Who knows? You guys could be CIA for all I know. Mm. Probably <laughs> not me. Yeah, not me for sure. <laughs> no, no one would suspect me but i don't think i would be able to do it so You're the first one i'd look at no really is that right is that right hey, tell me something though okay so you, so it was just one of those things like all interesting jobs you just sort of forest gumped your way into it just one thing led to another and you were all of a My sudden God, that's that's the best explanation i have you gumped it you got in there somehow and you're like i don't know how i got here that's how i feel like now that i'm sitting in front of this microphone my how the fuck did i why me but like what are the things now you did you have any spy experience do you worked in like naval um, intelligence or like how does no, one actually, achieve spy what, experience the what they're looking for is um, at least in the job that I held, they wanted somebody with business experience, okay. and I had that. Uh, my military background helped because they also they're looking for people who can be very disciplined and and uh, and operate by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that was all going for me. 
Um, actually, I think I did a lot of theater in high school and a little bit in college. And again, for the job that I was doing, um, I think they thought that was valuable as well. So Sean was saying that before, you, acting would be... You have to be believable. Yep. Basically, you're, you start lying from when you get up in the morning until you get home at night. Wow. Um, and you're, you're telling a story. And, I mean, it, it's not hugely unbelievable. You do have some facts to back you up. But um, not only, like, for example, you know, I would, in order to meet a Chinese scientist, I had to come up with a reason why I wanted to get into his aviation institute. And so my uh, story that I made up was, oh, well, we're going to bring back the big four-engine seaplanes because we're going to use them as dive boats out in the Caribbean. And it just so happened that his institute used to have the plans for those big seaplanes. But we didn't care about the seaplanes. What we really wanted was their you know, top-secret super drones. Um, Did- but you have to be kind of creative, and then you kind of have to sell it. And stroke, their, stroke you, you kind of stroke their egos too, then, don't you? Because you knew that he had this experience, and so in a way, you're kind of stroking his ego as well, right? That's part of the, the recruitment process that you learn. You you you're definitely looking at. First of all, you don't just recruit anybody. You got to recruit somebody who's going to give the information that you want, and that always doesn't have to be the you know, the guy with the scar across his face and a big white cat in his lap. It could also be, you know, the scheduling assistant or the guy who comes in and empties the trash bins and stuff. So you figure out who can give you that information, then you get to meet him and you get to know him and you try to be personable and you find out what he likes and what he doesn't and what he worries about. Um, there's, you know, any, most of the people that I recruited were actually you know, except for maybe a, one arms dealer, were pretty decent people, but they all had real problems. They all wanted to send their kids to college or they wanted to get some medical treatment for their wife uh, or for their child. And, you know, they weren't able to cut that um, on whatever they were making or doing or, or not even allowed in America, for example. So I could dangle that, you know, if, you know, hey, you know, if you tell me about this, maybe I can help you with that. So was it a lot of fraud? Was there a lot of tie-in with fraud? Is that why you say that they needed to have money to send their kids to college and that sort of thing? No, it was it was definitely, I mean, you know, some of these people in these foreign countries make about, you know, they're like the director of the institute or the director of some really big government agency, and they make about 300 bucks a month. Oh. And, their dream, <laughs> and their dream is to send... Their, their dream is to send their kid to the probably to the same school in the U.S. that they went to, except you know there's a lot there's so much cronyism that they're never going to get their kid approved for that. Unbelievable. So they, kind of, you know, they get kind of bitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they um, and then along comes your um, your your funny and and charming American businessman who just talks about this think tank that pays them a lot of money, and mm-hmm. that's how that kind of works. Interesting. So now, speaking of arms dealers, and uh, maybe I could maybe I could transition into the NRA talk. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> because after your, your one of your post uh, CIA careers has been to work with Protect Minnesota, right? About that's getting more reasonable gun laws in the books, and you know, what did you? I was thinking about you during the recent. Uh, you know, I like all of us. You, I could not sleep. For sure, for weeks and weeks and weeks, watching what was happening in our city and and feeling so many emotions all at once. Grateful uh, that um, things weren't worse. Grateful that now something that is is really bound to happen. Real changes, real meaningful changes are afoot right now. So that's very exciting. Um, but uh, also very frightened about. These uh, white guys walking around with AR-15s, <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. what? what? You know, where are the A-15s? Do you, how many people have these just lying around? To, can you tell me about? You know, oh, go ahead. Well, so yeah, I was kind of hired by that nonprofit. It's a nonprofit lobbying group trying to get more sensible gun laws, and I really was hired by them um, just to do some office support, but also because I had this 
one of the things the CIA does train its operations officers on on is um, guns. Oh my God, anything all the way up from handguns all the way to cruiser machine guns. I was supposed to I was supposed to learn rocket launchers one day, but I was sick that day, so I, I didn't get to do that. <laughs> um, and have you fired a rocket so could, launcher? No, but I fired a grenade launcher. And the first wow. time I did that, it blew up in my face. But luckily, it was a practice round and just had a bunch of orange powder in it. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> wow. He laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it no went, You know, you've got this little short stubby, looks like a blunderbuss, and you put the round in it, and I angle it right, and I pulled the trigger, and went, punk. And all of a sudden, this big orange cloud, and I oh. opened my eyes, and my instructor's face is all covered in orange powder, and I'm all covered in orange powder. And I said... You know, I bet you if that had been alive, Ralph, we'd both been dead right now. He kind of nods his head. <laughs> so anyway, um, they teach all about that. And, you know, there's people who hate guns or don't like violence often don't know anything about guns. And it's kind of important to understand that that guns are a tool. You know, they are, they are used for killing, right? You're going to have to kill somebody in self-defense, but they are used for killing, but they are a tool. And so you, you, my job at that organization was to say, yeah, this is, you know, it's nobody needs an assault rifle at home. Um, nobody needs a collapsible gun that looks like a cell phone. That was the thing that worried me the most because then everybody getting out of their car with their cell phone in the hand, the police was going to think they had a gun. Um, That's, that exists? A collapsible? Oh, it, was right it, was, it was going to be made right here in Minnesota. Uh, you just... You just unfold it a couple times, and it's a two-shot Derringer type. I don't know if you guys know what Derringers are, but they're little two-shot. I actually do know what a Derringer is. I've, I've, there you I've, go. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. That's okay. Point. Actually, I have very limited gun. <laughs> I've been over to Bill's gun range a couple of times just because, and I, and I actually want to get my conceal and carry just because I feel like I want to, I want to know more about that world, and I also want to, um, I guess, you know, if you're afraid of something, you should really know as much as you can about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the type that yeah. hoards guns or, or even has a gun in my house. But I, I think I want to know about it. You know what I mean? Rather than Before me. Before I started with with the agency, they, they, um, you know, I was, you know, basically, the instruction I had was from my dad says, "Don't touch the guns, or I'll break your fingers." Right. Mm. <laughs> And so you grow up thinking a gun is like a rattlesnake. Yeah, you can pick it up. We can do something with it, but it's just as likely to bite you as somebody else. And uh, so that's the good thing that the agency taught me is, is, uh, is, you know, that, yeah, guns are a tool. You have to be very smart around them. They also taught me when they went through all our training that if you put yourself in a place where you have to shoot your way out, you have completely failed. And I don't really want anything to do with you. <laughs> right. So what is so it with these a, doofuses carrying air AR-15s around on a on a you know on a regular neighborhood? Yep. Jesus, we could yeah. Uh, what could, idiots? You know, we um, you know, after seeing that, it's really hard for me to argue with somebody who doesn't want a gun for self-defense. I used to quote all the statistics about how dangerous it is to have a gun around the house. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to make sure you store it safe, lock it up and all that. I still believe all that, but you should should do that. But I would generally lean towards, you know, if you just keep your door locked and you you be smart, you don't need one. But after what we went through last month, I'm not advocating people run out to the streets with AR-15s and defend their house like that moron out in Florida. Florida. Lawyer. Yeah. No, was Florida, man. No, this was, this was St. Louis, Tech- man. Oh, was it? Oh, you know, that guy with his wife, what? right? Yeah, a guy with his wife. Yeah. Now, I'm not advocating that, but um, we, have some, we have some weird times coming up, I think. And uh, um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell people. Weird you know, times. You follow your own moral compass on that. <laughs> I think you just gave me my new mantra, uh, <laughs> you know, instead of... <laughs> I remember I used to get high in eighth grade with a friend and I'd say, yeah, good times. I think it's going to be, yeah, weird times. <laughs> weird weird, times. we got some weird times coming up here on the Brian yeah, Eric they're Show. They're coming up. They're not here yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> this <yeah>. isn't it. <laughs> Buckle in, sisters. All right. So uh, yeah. you picked a couple of songs here for us. And uh, right now uh, we're going to go into a classic 
because we're talking to Jeff Giggler, uh, CIA, CIA man. Uh, we're going to go into the classic Johnny Rivers, uh, secret agent man right here on the Brian Oak Show. Secret Agent Man by Johnny Rivers here on the Brian Oak Show. I'm Colin Cruz filling in for Brian Oak because he has terrible, terrible. He broke his uh, metatarsal. He right? did one yes. of his metatarsals, his left metatarsal. I and think so. He slipped on a on a fillet of fish wrapper getting out of his car, and uh, it's a, it's a very it's a very sad story, Jeff. But hey, <laughs> why are we playing Secret Agent Man? Because we have a super spy on Jeff Jeff Giggler. He's a former CIA uh, operations officer, and uh, I can neither confirm or nor deny that. No, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, no, you get, you're you you were talking about writing a book. I remember that, and I think you should. I read I read over your notes, and they are fantastic. You have to. Yeah, please do. Well, see, the trouble is, I I would have to have it um, reviewed by the agency before. Oh, and yeah. there's there's no way they would review it. I had a friend of mine that I went through training with. He did, he did a full 20 years. I only did 16. Mm-hmm. He did a full 20 years, wrote a book, which wasn't very flattering, to be honest. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pump it here. It's called The Human Factor mm-hmm. by Ishmael Jones. Mm. He wrote that book and he submitted it. And they, 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 um, they deleted everything except for one paragraph. So I thought he was a little upset. But I said, okay, fair enough. I was a little loose with details. We wrote the thing again. This time they they uh, they blocked the whole thing. Wow. So he got he got angry and published the book anyway, and we got in big trouble. <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. so. But you could be a person. You could be a consultant on TV shows and stuff. I wanted to ask you: Have you ever had? You know, I mean, not to be uh, salacious, sure. except I'm going to be totally salacious <laughs> right now. Have you any had any weird like near death experiences? 
in your spy uh, in your spy career? No, you know, I tell you what, the near the most of the time, I don't want to bust anybody, but let me tell you, the training is wonderful. Okay, the training is you you drive cars through fire and smash through barriers, and you you, know, you got about seven wow. or eight weeks of machine guns, and oh. you're doing assault boats, and you're and it's just oh, it's just amazing the training. Okay, uh-huh. and then you get out then you get out in real life as a what I was called a non-official cover officer, which means I worked in commercial cover. I pretend to be a businessman, right? Uh-huh. And when you get to meet these guys, it's pretty much like you're just sitting in a hotel room taking dictation from an old guy. <laughs> that's it, huh? <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, it's very important. I mean, you know, space-based death rays are really important, but um, I think it's, it's not, not quite as, as, it's not, it's not a Michael Bay life. You know, you don't, there's not explosions and car chases and gunfire and, and women in very tight dresses. It's just not that. Well, or I did it wrong. I don't know. Maybe I did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, I mean, it's just, it's really good because this is a world that really people don't get to hear about all that, all that often. So it's, 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 it's still interesting to me. You're more on the cerebral side of things, talking to, making making deals with uh posing as a businessman and and making deals with people and gathering information most, is just as important right so the most uh most scared I ever was was yeah. one morning uh i was taking a shower and i was in the middle of, i was done showering and t- I was shaving and and my wife called up from downstairs and she said honey there's some people here to see you and i said well i, I can't see them right now because i'm you know in the middle of shaving Honey, it's the police, and they want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I thought, oh, and so I'm in a foreign country, and when the police want to oh. talk to you, it's not for fun. And um, so I said, I'll be right down, and I went to talk to them, and they said that someone had firebombed a mosque the night before, Ooh. and that the vehicle they were checking, they were talking to everybody whose vehicle fit the description. Well, mine did fit the description. And so I was asked to follow them down to police headquarters to be, you know, to just, you know, talk to. And so I said, sure. And I, and I gave my, I gave my wife the code phrase, which means that if I'm not back in an hour and a half, you grab our son and the passports and you go to the airport and you get the hell out of the country. <laughs> it didn't even dawn then, on me that you were married and with a small child at that time too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They were there for the whole thing. And, oh. um, uh, my son didn't know what I did until years after I got out. So there you go. Um, the I got down to the police station and he started asking me some questions. And he's just a he's just a detective, you know. Maybe he even went to college. But the scary thing was he knew that I was every time I answered it was just a little bit different from what the normal foreigner was in his country. Uh-huh. He just knew that right away. And I I started to sweat. I swear to God, I started to sweat. <laughs> And uh, I thought that, you know, he's just going to keep pushing me until I'm going to say something really stupid. But luckily, he just, you know, he um, he ran out of things to ask me and let me go. Oh, my goodness. Did you ever think at one point during that time that it could have been a setup, like somebody was trying to make you? No, I me. think. Like they weren't trying to actually... make you? Like I know all the inside <laughs> lingo. <laughs> so it was you that set me up. It was you. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, um, you, uh, I, I actually saw it on the news the night before, and um, they, they didn't describe what the vehicle was. So um, I knew that if they were just using it as an excuse to, to rouse me, then, yeah, I was probably in bigger trouble than I ever thought I was, but I was pretty confident that that's what they were, that that's what they were looking for. Oh. Hey, I was going to ask you, you know, we're all doing a lot of extra COVID uh, uh Enter uh, watching right now, COVID viewing, sure. COVID viewing. Should we, should we say that? Um, what are the, if you were going to, what are your top, uh, top three spy shows or movies that you think gets oh. it right? Well, who gets it right? Who gets it right? Yeah. See, the trouble is that if it, if you get it really accurate, uh-huh. then it's, it's pretty boring. And cause uh, you know, that they're, they're the goal is not to get caught. The goal is not to be mm-hmm. found out. And um, um, and as little excitement as you possibly can. 
Then why do they train um, you to drive through a fiery wall? Well, because you, you, it's, it's part of the, like, a lot of it, some people don't go to, like, calmer places like I do. Some people wind up in countries that are basically on the edge of collapse. Okay. And so you have to, you have to, you know, learn like how Texas to right navigate now. across the countryside and blow through a roadblock block if you have to. I, uh, a colleague of mine had to be exfiltrated out of a country in a box, in a wooden crate that was nailed up tightly shut. And he had a, he had like several um, scuba tanks that he had to breathe through. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Okay. So that shows you he had a lot more iron nerve than I did. But um, yeah, it's there's you kind of you kind of train for the worst yeah. basically, and then when when it never happens, you feel slightly cheated, but you feel very calm. Okay. Well, and that's maybe what we should all take from this: train for the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, what's your next song here, Jeff? Next it's... song is a Johnny Cash song, and Don't Bring Your Guns to Town. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. Very welcome. It's been fun. All right. Johnny Cash on the Brian Oak Show. A young cowboy named Billy Joe grew restless on the farm. A boy filled with wanderlust who really meant no harm. He changed his clothes and shined his boots and combed his dark hair down. And his mother cried as he walked out. Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. He laughed and kissed his mom and said, you're Billy Joe's a man. I can shoot as quick and straight as anybody can But I wouldn't shoot without a cause I'd gun nobody down But she cried again as he rolled away Don't take your guns to town, son Leave your guns at home, Bill Don't take your guns to town Sang a song his own, he rode his guns hung at his hips He rode into a cattle town, a smile upon his lips He stopped and walked into a bar and laid his money down But his mother's words echoed again Don't take your guns to town, son Leave your guns at home, Bill Don't Take your guns to town He drank his first strong liquor then To calm his shaking hand And tried to tell himself at last He had become a man A dusty cowpoke at his side Began to laugh him down And he heard again his mother's words Don't Take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. Bill with rage, then Billy Joe reached for his gun to draw. But the stranger drew his gun and fired before he even saw. As Billy Joe fell to the floor, the crowd all gathered round. At his final words Don't take your guns to town, son Leave your guns at home, Bill Don't take your guns to town Don't take your guns to count- town <laughs> <laughs> that was trying your, your mouth to work again. No, nope. that was. Don't take your guns to town, Johnny Cash. You're listening to the Brian Oak Show. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Filling in for Brian sea legs. Oak. Your sea legs. I shouldn't have ate that whole bag of jumbo marshmallows before I started this thing today. There's some of my cheeks. All right, I store them for later. <laughs> In case something bad happens, I'll always have some sugar.
Hi, this is Colin Cruz in for Brian Oak on The Brian Oak Show. That there, Sean Bernard, major domo of The Brian Oak Show. Also, Brian uh, uh, has tell, told me that uh, you got a side gig, don't you? I do, my main yeah. gig. Oh, it's your main gig. Yeah. Okay. Well, this I is not the, your main gig? I, believe it or not, it doesn't bring in the dough oh, okay. like you think it would. All right. But it's still a great gig and we have a lot of fun with it. But my other gig is helping people buy and sell houses, which I really like. Uh I had a client the other day like, do you like to go see houses? I said, I'm such a nerd uh, about yeah. that. I love checking out different houses and the architecture. And, you know, I just, my, one of the cool things about my father, as odd as he was, uh, is he remodeled houses. And so I got to watch that and be part of it. I got to do a lot of demo, not a lot of the construction mm-hmm. work, but mm-hmm. I got to see him totally transform some of these places we lived in. We were very broke. Yeah. And so that was a way we paid rent. Sure. was he would remodel it, and then they would say, great, now we're going to sell it, and we'd move. So we moved 18 times by the time I was 18, but Whoa. but it was it was pretty constant. But So I love the process of, of helping people buy and sell, of doing research, of knowing the architecture, uh, you know, knowing the, the things that are important for them. Yeah. Flow of Rome, I, I ask the question all the time, how are you going to use this house? Where do you see this in five years? Like, where do, where do your kids go in five years? Right. Where do you spend your time? Makes you know? a lot of sense. Yeah, and some people are like, we need a huge bedroom. I'm like, okay, well. Can you yell at the kids from the kitchen? Exactly. Will they be able to hear you? Yeah. Do you need to see them when they're two and four? How spicy is your love life? Do you want your bedroom on the third this floor? This is, you know, this is taking it too far. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're close. All right. No, I did have a couple say, we really don't want that. We're screamers. They said, we don't want our bedroom <laughs> near the children. They said, we're And what shunned. do I say? I was like. I just said, just say, I understand. Well, we've got a room here that's got a, a nice joist in it for like slings and stuff. Yeah. If you're into that. I try to bring that up as much as I possibly can. <laughs> so if you're still listening, uh, 612-859-2594. That number is also text worthy. 612-859-2594. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy and sell or, or buy or sell, the interest rates are at historic lows right I now. Know. So that is kind of cool. You can get way more house right now than you could even a few years ago. So call me or text me. The other thing that we have to mention is our fantastic sponsor, Busters on 28th. And you're going to experience the Cubano, the Cubano. over there. They have so many other good. You know what I'm going to do tonight? I want to tell you what I'm going to do tonight. Yes. Because we talked to Jeff Giggler, oh, yeah. the CIA spy. Yes. Because I guess what, guess what I just started watching right now? Oh, no. Homeland. Oh, because we all ha- we have to do retro things too. like there's so much TV that I couldn't get to when I actually did stuff out in the world, like, you know, put clothes on. Yeah. You know, that was a huge thing. I haven't worn a bra for I don't think I'm ever going to put a bra on again. Me neither. I'm so <laughs> I'm with you, it. sister. Exactly. So, you know, like, like, but, but now I get to like go back. You were saying the other night you wanted to watch Welcome Back, Carter. Carter. Oh, yeah, I yeah. did. I'm watching Homeland. My wife loves Homeland. And I am three episodes into it. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go get a Cubano from Buster's on 28th. You're going to order it online. I'm going to order it online. you do that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it is an app. Tell me about it really quick. You can just go to the website. You just go to the website and order it and then I can pick it up. Yeah. Like contactless almost. It's like 10 minutes from here. Sweet. John double gloves his hands sometimes, which yeah. is, you know, a little creepy, but still okay. I think the double glove is, is smart. So, okay. So I'm going to get this Cubano. I'm going to race home. I'm not going to talk to my husband. No. Or any of my no. housemates or the animals or anything. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go right up into the TV room and I'm shutting myself off to the world and I'm going to eat that Cubano and watch episode six, season, season one of Homeland. Well played. Well done. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Bustersontwentyeighth.com. I can't wait. It's very exciting. (laughs) So, uh, you know, what are you doing these days? Me? Yeah, while the world is on fire. You know, I I always try to work on something as cheesy as that seems. Right Mm -hmm. now, I'm just kind of dealing with something with a family member and trying to let go. I get it. But I'm okay. I, I just... I've been trying to be really safe. I wear a mask. Uh, I'm trying to be really careful and trying to let people do their thing, but be safe as well. I just, I feel so bad for people in my family and friends that are elderly, that are at risk, that are lonely. Yeah. Uh, so there are, there are many of us that were like, ah, whatever, I'm fine. And I go, you know, people do that. 
but people like my mom and other friends and my aunt and uncle who just retired who can't go anywhere or do anything and they haven't been able to for months. That is a big deal. Yeah. So I'm like trying to reach out to people and, and, and at least say hello. And, you know, my mom won't answer, you know, three out of four calls cause she's bummed right now. She's just for really sure. bummed and she's is lonely. She like and, Howard Hughesing it. Is she like, yeah, you know, getting there with, with everything. I don't know that I totally understand the Howard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he used I to wear like he, he oh, yeah, you get alone and, and then you get weird and oh, you yeah, start yeah, putting yeah. Kleenex boxes on your feet and Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I saw that. I saw that with the okay. bathroom with right. the robe, right? Right. Yeah, she kinda does that. She yep. also like orders stuff online, which is decorative ridiculous. dolls. She that lives she in can a talk one to? bedroom, one bath apartment <laughs> and she can't stop ordering <laughs> fucking knickknacks <laughs> and i'm like mom mom like seriously you have a knickknack addiction when my grandma died yeah and i didn't like her very much yeah so you know she's a pain in the ass she was well i didn't meet her until later it was one yeah. of those deals where nobody liked her very much so i didn't yeah. meet her until i had two grandmas i had one grandma that was pretty cool yeah and uh, another grandma that nobody really talked to all Aww. that much well no she had a wild life yeah. Listen, she had, had a, a good, grandma like she, that too. She had a good life, and it, right up until the end, and she had vast friends. She didn't want to talk to us either. It was one of those deals. But <laughs> when, when when we were, so don't feel bad for her because yeah. she she everything was fine. But like we we went into her. I for some reason late in her life, I I go over to her house, and uh, she had all of her bedrooms were full of dolls. Oh, creepy. Like super. And there was I'm one. I'm afraid of those There dolls. was one doll that, that was in the corner. Like you didn't see. It, it was in the corner. Like, and it had its hands over. Like it was being in a timeout. And it was a oh, doll no. that stood up. It was big. It scared the hell out of me because it looked like a real kid. Ooh. And then I, I, because I was, I was fascinated by yeah. this. And I took it away from the wall because it was sitting in the corner, right? It was standing in the corner. Ooh. And so you could just see the back of it. And I took it away. And it didn't have a face. Oh, no. It was... And that, no, that's creepy. I screamed. I actually screamed. Yeah, I can't sleep and in a room like that. And then she came in, like, she was, she came into the room behind me. The whole thing was like a horror movie. And she said, oh, that's my shame baby. Oh, boy. And I said, yeah. these have a name? Yeah. And, and then I realized that uh, my grandma was just, you know, because I thought, I got kind of sad with... Like you might be getting sad with your, is it your, your gram or your mom? My mom. Your mom? Yeah. With all the knickknacks, I thought, you know, the psychology of that, like maybe I'd get sad about it because she, she was just missing, um, you know, she had all these dolls with all these faces looking at her all the time. So, you know, and then I thought, God, maybe she just misses Shame. punishing children. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So there's, there, a there's a doll for that. There's a do we have there's a, a doll for a that? There's a doll for that. Do you miss yelling at your kid and telling him to sit in the corner, stand oh. in the corner? There's a doll for that. Control. It doesn't even have a face. Just a couple of control yeah. issues. No big deal. What kind of knickknacks is she buying? You know, it's it's really It's everything? Yeah, it's everything. And the reason why I know that is that my mom is technically challenged and so she's constantly screwing up her Amazon password and changing it and so I got to see what she's ordering on Amazon. And I'm like, Mom, you don't need this stuff. So it's not like the you shopping. You don't tell chain. me. I just need your help with fixing it. <laughs> you help me fix this. She can this buy password. whatever she wants. She can. She's like, screw you, she's buddy. She's a grown woman. Oh yeah, she's my mom. Uh, to her credit, she knows exactly who she is. Yeah. But she makes no excuses. She's like, here's who I am. She's funny as hell. Yeah. Which I love. She's got a dark sense of humor, which I love. I'm gonna get her a knickknack. You should totally get her a knickknack. I am. Get her like get something her a like a, one of those. Like a, a napkin holder, but it's got to be not just a regular napkin holder. It's got to be like, you know, the Buddha. I'm going to get her holder. a lighter yeah. that when you click it, um, the the guy has sex with a donkey. Oh, she'd love that. Would Big she? fan of sex with donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it'd get weird. I knew it. Like I was trying to think of the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest knickknack. My mom that I would ever probably laugh. She would probably laugh at that. I was in Las Vegas and they had lighters, and it. it I thought, what am I seeing? You ever see something so yeah, like, weird? What is that? You think what, that? What am I even seeing right now? And the guy behind the counter said, he says, "Oh, these are big sellers." And he picked it up, and it was a. Light, it was like a table lighter, and like if you were yeah. a smoker, you yeah. would have a table lighter sure. on your coffee table. And he picked it up, and the guy. His shorts came down and a little, a little, uh, not wooden, it was a little metal thing came out and this donkey got up on its hind legs and they coupled. 
Really? Yes. And a flame shot out of the donkey's mouth. Really? Yep. And it was only $7. That's a bargain and twice the price. I know. And that's what I'm going to get your mom. Oh, see? <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Mom, if you're listening to this one, I'm safe. I'm Everything's okay. I was just trying to think of it. You said weird knickknacks. She has weird knickknacks. Okay. I'll get you a list. All right. Sounds good. Are right, we going to top that? Top that with what? I, I don't know. I think we got to wrap at that point. Okay, You're not going to beat that. All right. I'm not going to beat that today. But we got to play one more song, don't we? Yes, please. Uh, so uh, I just picked some Skinnerd. I I love Skinnerd. I do too. There's so many good songs. I'm from the East Side. I like all the uh, I I uh, I like all the the bar music. Oh, absolutely. And this is actually an anti-gun anthem, which I didn't. I just always listened to it and enjoyed it, right. but I never knew it was an anti-gun anthem. So it is. Read great, the read the lyrics. Great choice. Thank you. Thanks to Audio Equip. Thanks to uh, By Rebecca Studios. Thanks to Amy Stubblefield Barthel for creating our website. Dave Gatzmer for creating our logo. And thanks to you, Colleen Cruz, for being here today. Huh. Anytime. This has been the Brian Oak Show. See you later. Skinner. Thank you.